Hi everyone, welcome to a different kind of Hype Woman episode. Today I'm going to do a bit of a soliloquy on lessons I've learned from Rob Bell's writing class. So here's just a little bit of a background. This year I've set a few challenges for myself apart from doing this podcast. One of the things I've set out to do is to improve my writing skills. Just so you know, I've never studied any kind of formal creative writing, but I've always enjoyed writing as a form of self-expression. It helps me process and make sense of everything that is happening in my life. In recent years, I let my writing and journaling slip to the wayside because as a mom and now with bills to pay, I felt like I needed to be more practical with how I spend my time. But in the process of all of that, I was also starting to feel more stressed and it felt like I was pushing away my emotions instead of processing it. So it was around about February this year when I returned from a trip to South Africa and I always enjoy having some heartfelt conversations with a writer friend of mine Shabnam Khan and we really indulge in some abstract conversations which usually involve meeting at the beach around sunrise and deconstructing the trajectories of our lives. Shabnam, unlike me, is a qualified writer and has published a novel, Onion Tears, and her second book is about to be released. Maybe we'll have her on the, sh- on the show to talk about her journey, which is rather fascinating. But anyway, she convinced me to start writing again and to approach it with a more consistency and just a little bit more intention. So I've been writing a lot in the last few months, partly because I recognize the need now more than ever for women of color to tell their story and ultimately challenge the way the world sees us. Also, what else do you do in a pandemic when you're in quarantine? Let me tell you about the process of writing, which is so incredibly indulgent on the one hand, but on the other hand, it's like the best therapy to process all the events and transitions in your life. And this is where it can get a little bit scary because sometimes you want to say things and you wonder if it's going to upset the people you love. And so to get an idea on how to approach different events and different thoughts and emotions. I've been reading a lot of books and memoirs over this time. Some award-winning books like Angela's Ashes and some bestsellers like Eat, Pray, Love and a recent favorite of mine, Rob Bell's Everything is Spiritual. So Rob Bell, for those of you who don't know him, he's a former pastor of a mega church in, in, in America. He's written about 12 books, maybe more. His book, Love Wins, was a New York Times bestseller. And it was very controversial at the time within the church circles. But his latest book, Everything is Spiritual, is the first one that I actually read. And let's just say I fell in love with the style of his writing and the way he expresses his thoughts. I listen to his podcast every now and then and he offers, in my opinion, a very abstract but insightful look at how society is in a state of transformation or evolution. His book is really easy to read and at the same time he's he's a very subversive author. So when I found out that he was hosting a writing class, I just knew that I had to be part of it. Mind you, the only time that I could make it was 10 p.m. Central European time, which is 9 a.m. in L.A., where he's based. But hey, two hours with Rob Bell was quite an experience. So here's a few tips what I took away from his class. Firstly, he eased everyone's mindset and, and the pressure we put on ourselves to create this perfect masterpiece. And he said, have a playful sense and a grace for yourself and your writing. Don't take it too seriously and embrace all the emotions that pass through you 
as you reflect and write. I love how he said, where does this sit in your body? What are the contours? What is its vibration? Does it feel like hope? And this whole part almost feels meditational when he expresses that perhaps this thing that you create as a writer is a divine energetic imprint of the creator in the creation. So basically, you are being used as a vessel to impart wisdom and creativity into the world. And I'm like, whoa, how cool is that? What I found really inspiring is when he said, when you see a writer creating or writing some form of art as a form of liberation, because ultimately this is an expression that separates us and ourselves from the things that oppress us. We're using our voice, we're using our thoughts, we're using just who we are to say this who this is who I'm not. When you're writing and owning your truth, there's no room for comparison or feeling like you are an imposter. And I know that many first-time writers feel like imposters. Robel also talks about how he never had any formal writing classes either, and still he felt like he had something to offer the world. So yes, it is fairly normal to feel like you're an imposter. It's, it's fairly normal to feel like, who's going to want to read my book? But I think ultimately you just go ahead and write. He talks about allowing the thoughts to flow from your head to your heart. And I think what is really interesting, and this is where it gets really captivating, he asks the question, if your life was a movie, what would be the opening scene? He goes on to to talk about how he started his recent book with a memory of his grandmother, who used to hide money in her bra. And this is such a peculiar story, but so relatable because my grandmother used to do the same thing. And it it begs the question of what in our own lives are so ordinary, so messy, so relatable. But the fact that you were born into all of this with a story to tell is profound. He says, even if you look back and it seems like your life was hell or a series of chaos, Try to focus on five events that were significant to you. Write about how it shaped you. I think this is a nice way to find a theme and decide what is relevant to that theme and what events are not relevant. Also, what are your truths? Which may seem normal to you, but can be fascinating to someone who has grown up with a whole different reality. And then they happen to read this. So for me, it was the fact that I grew up in apartheid South Africa with this almost predictable outlook of how my life would turn out based on the people who surrounded me only it didn't and I know that many of you who are listening and are thinking oh but my life is so boring I don't have a story and that's where I disagree because everyone has a story and it's how you tell the story so Rob says find the pulse in your story or in other words what is the engine that drives you Ultimately, whatever the story is and what you're trying to say, you should just own it. So for instance, I always thought I didn't have a story. I was also afraid that my views would not be accepted by the people that I was surrounded by or that it would just upset people. And we tend to talk around what we want to say. And he says, just go ahead and say it. Own it. He describes it as sometimes you have to learn to leave one world to do what you need to do, which is the quintessential story of my life, having to leave my small seaside hometown in South Africa for cold grey Germany. Both these worlds couldn't be more further apart. But as much as I loved the warmth, the all-year summer climate 
and familiarity of my hometown, it also had its limitations. And I needed to leave that comfort zone and get comfortable being uncomfortable. And through this process is how I found my voice and my own authentic story. This is where the beauty of storytelling gets very interesting. How do you know when one chapter of your life is over? How do you know when it's time to go on to the next adventure? Writing gives you a really good perspective or, or overview of the journey you are on. He talks about allowing yourself the free reign to write without judgment or self-editing the story that you've just started writing until you finish the story. And in doing so, you allow the story to flow and be what it wants to be. In the end, you may end up with way more chapters or side stories for a whole other new book or some other kind of content that can lend itself to an online blog, a workshop, and that's okay because nothing is wasted. He says for him, he goes from not knowing what to write to suddenly having a lot. And he calls this from scarcity to abundance. I loved how he said this because for me, this is always a challenge, what to include and what to leave out. I find as I write, new memories, new ideas, new angles start to unravel and unfold. And usually it becomes something completely different from what I initially intended. Here's another really good tip he mentioned. Interested people find the world interesting. And when you develop a curiosity for not what people do, but rather how they do it. For instance, what challenges do they face? What motivated them to overcome those challenges? And who helped them make etc. This background is in fact the story. It really forces you to be fully present in the moment, to experience with all of your senses what is going on around you. He answers a few questions from the audience and I was lucky enough to have him answer two of my questions, which was really amusing for me because I said something to the effect that I feel like I'm plagiarizing your book because I can relate to so much of what you've written that it feels like it's my own experience. And he responded with a typical Rob Bell chuckle and said, Serona Volta, it's great that you can find so many similarities with a 50-year-old white male from Michigan who now loves to go surfing in California, then great. But ultimately, even if I relate to his experiences the way I interpret it according to my own life events, then this is my interpretation and and it makes it different. His remark made me laugh and at, at some point I was like, oh my goodness, I really shouldn't take myself so seriously. I will leave you with some advice that he left with me in relation to experiencing tall poppy syndrome. For those of you who don't know, tall poppy syndrome is a cultural phenomenon where the society around you mocks you for thinking or dreaming big. So they try to berate you for having ambitious dreams because to them, it's unrealistic. Like, why do you want to write a book? What is so special about your story? But you have something great to offer the world. And especially as women, where there is an, so much of internalized misogyny, we're always told to stay in our place and don't speak out of turn or that your feelings and experiences are not valid. Then there's this man who receives so much of criticism for his book, Love Wins, which led to a fallout with the congregation of a church he initially founded. And instead of trying to win over his critics, he moved on from this position and started reaching out to a whole different audience. He knows a thing or two about when it comes to being a revolutionary thinker. And he said to me, well, if someone can't celebrate what you're doing in the world, then they don't deserve your friendship. And I would rather like to encourage anyone who's thinking of writing or telling their story because 
it has the power to change the narrative. And we are definitely experiencing a time in history when change is upon us and you can navigate that change with your story. That's what I've learned from my writing workshop with Rob Bell. Hope you enjoyed it. 